Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, recorded live at ADAPT 2022, Lucas and I sit down with Kip Noosh, specialty sales manager at Advance Auto Parts and an industry-recognized expert in all things ADOS. What does it take to get someone to embrace a change in technology? With EVs, autonomous vehicles, and a whole host of new technologies, shops are facing difficult decisions as it relates to having the right personnel and buying the right equipment. But consumers are also facing having to change their mindset as it relates to vehicle repairs. The question then becomes who's going to educate the customer to make sure that they're making smart decisions about their vehicle. Before we get started with this conversation, make sure you have a set to automatically download the latest episode. And make sure you check out our new content on YouTube. And now, here we go. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Good, good. Looking forward to next session. What's it? What is the next session? Fender Bender. Uh, next three days, so eight ass big conversation, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Same hotel, same everything. <laughs> it makes it easy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they they did them all back to back like that. That's I was I, I told him I was like we should have sent a much nicer booth for all three segments. Yeah, but you never know. Right? So. The the emphasis on this show doesn't very much feel like it's on the booth. Oh, no, no, of course. Yeah, not at all. No, it's all about the sessions. The five chairs upstairs. Right. What do you think? Good conversation. Um, I had one of my, I sold probably five or six customers in the ADAS machine here. And uh, one of them came out to me and she was like, I want more. Like, I came here to get more, like, all this stuff. And I'm not going to say who it is, but it was their experience. Like, it's a young person. Um, mm-hmm. She was 20, I mean, she may be 25, 30 years old, but she's like, I know all this stuff. I'm looking for more. Like, I want to, I want to own this ADAS thing. And she's like, I'm just having challenges here, here, here. And she was hoping to take that away. And I said, that's, that's good feedback. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I think the, I think the first thing I need to point out as you said, this young person, 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's a little depressing to me that that we're calling young people 25. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when people used to call me young when I was 18. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, man, I'm 50. Does, She's half my age. Where does me. the time go? <laughs> where does the time go? This, what, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you talking about? It goes into the past. That's where it goes. And then it's gone forever. Who cares? Yeah. You're yeah. old. Congratulations. <laughs> you made it. You made it. Yeah. You made it to being old. 
As long as I don't get ornery like you, I reckon it's okay. Well, that's because you're not old enough. <laughs> so, so is this person just in ADOS, though? No, a full body shop. Uh, really kind of oh. runs her dad's business for her. Yeah, um, yeah but it's, it was inspiring to hear her pulling for the... Right. Most people just want to... They want to pick up insights or tidbits or they want to learn a little bit more. She's, like, really pulling for the information. I was like... How do we how do we help her? Right. Well, it sounds like the her her dad is willing to go along with it. You see what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. We have a we have a scholarship winner for the uh, for the ASOC scholarships going to AST, mm-hmm. and he's the lead technician. He's the technician mm-hmm. at the shop. Mm-hmm. Grandpa runs it. Mm-hmm. Grandpa has no interest in training. Grandpa has no interest in you know ADOS or you right. know and and the. And the, the guy who's who's doing all the work in the shop, I mean, he's like he's gung ho, scope eighteen scopes, and he's he's all into the technology and stuff like that. And and Grandpa runs the business. What happens when Grandpa doesn't run the business any longer? And that was sort of the the reason behind the scholarship. It's like let's go send you to some management training because you're going to realize Grandpa's not running this thing the way you. It's a good call. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I he he had to ask for permission to go. And we're like, hey, we'll send Grandpa too. And he's like, yeah, he's not gonna fly with that. He's he's not gonna go. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to the Grandpa, and I'm like, hey, we'd love to send you. He's like, ah, okay. Um, <laughs> but nobody's gonna be there to do the work on the car, so there's no sense in like, you know, right, right. you're he's staying. Like, he's like, I've been working on cars forty years. <laughs> I I don't, I don't need. I don't need any training, and uh, I can just work on the cars myself. He really like, said that? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm a thousand percent sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt ever, that you are not keeping up with your son or your uh, grandson. I guarantee it. You're not even keeping up with, you know, a third of what your, <laughs> your grandson's doing. Just from an age thing, right? right. Your body's physically incapable of hanging with him. And, I, you know. How old just, was Grandpa? I don't know, grandpa age. This guy's, uh, I mean, it looks like he's maybe early to mid-20s, maybe. Right. So you got to think, grandpa's probably pushing 70. And so the guy's like, he's not into it. He's not into any, any of it. So I think it's, I mean, it won't matter, but she's got to realize how unbelievably rare and yeah. lucky she is yep. to be in a family business where. Oh, yeah, the parents are both here they're like yeah go whatever you need we'll do yeah and it's like now we have i'm almost felt like we have nothing to offer her at that level without her becoming like a trainer or someone just live lucas and i have been telling you about parts tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems and now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Thing in technology, maybe like I am a little bitter, like all everybody here. Well, I don't know. She she needs to go talk to Dirk. I'm sure that there are piles of certifications she hasn't even touched. For sure, I would bet. Um, her her biggest challenge 
because she's running the shop is how to enroll the local businesses into believing in ADAS so she can take right. in that outside work and drive it. And that's not exactly entire. Well, actually, this ADAPT conference really pointed to a lot of concepts. You got to kind of put them together and put it on your salesman's hat and go out and network that business. Right. So that's, you know, it's, it's a learning curve, but I, the way she was sharing it, it was like, oh man. I feel like you, she's stuck. And I was like, right. so, well, you know, um, John Presnell, he, he kind of goes through something really similar. Like dad, dad runs the business now in, not in her case, mm-hmm. but what Dave was talking about where, man, it is rare for, for dad to support that and say, Hey, mm-hmm. go out and do your thing and learn and grow and get better. And I don't understand though, because you see Jerry Holcomb, he's 72. He's here. And he understands. It, yeah. It's not. That this is another shift in the industry. And if it's I not screwed age, up, it's burnout. It's not age. It's burnout. It's it's that they went in with no knowledge of what they were doing. They started running a shop. It's it has beaten them down over the years because they never learned the tools to keep it from beating them down. So here they are running a shop that's not really a shop. They've got a job, and so. They don't want anything more to do with it than they absolutely have to. Right? They're handing it off to the next generation. Their family's working in the business. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but they hate their kids. They're just trying to pawn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate my kids. I'd like them to take over. Well, that's why you're doing a good. That's why you're doing a decent job. <laughs> <laughs> don't give him too much credit. I know, right? He almost said, he almost said good. good. Yeah, he almost. <laughs> Um, well, you know, and, and so the big talk that we've been having over and over again is, is so many shops don't buy into ADOS. They don't buy into EV. They don't buy What's into What's the buy tech. into? Well, I understand. You but that cannot that, that's replace a good that tail lamp that he was, dude was talking about Ford F-150s. You can't replace the tail lamp without doing a calibration. And you can't do a radiator on a Cadillac without doing a calibration. Well, I you can't do that. an alignment they're, on a Toyota without doing a calibration. But they're doing it and telling those, them that if we want to do a calibration, that we're thieves. Who's they? Other shops. Even the dealer. Even the dealer. The dealer is not doing calibrations. They're checking for coats. Yeah. That's a shame that's happening. At the dealer, you're not level. selling to dealers, are you? Yeah, so are you? yeah. So if you look at the dealer structure, right? Uh, you know, you got your Ford, Chevy. You know, the one brand will have all these different dealerships, but they'll have one body shop that services all. So I sell to the body shop typically. Oh, okay. I don't get to the, into the dealership itself, but yeah. I've had to do some replacement parts for like. There's a Volkswagen dealer. He seems to break a target once every year, so I'm getting parts for the vice bar system that's Volkswagen's factory unit so right. but otherwise no I don't, I don't get into the dealership itself but I mean like how do we how do we transition to where but so many people have something to say you do an alignment and they pop up and they say well I, why do I need a calibration Bob down the street doesn't doesn't do a calibration right how do we transition to where the consumer knows that that's Right, because I mean, Bob down the street calls you a rip off, and and now that client goes and tells everybody you're ripping them off. I think we need physical proof of the consequences when you don't. I mean, even if you can prove tire wear, because the car's maybe pulling due to the lane departure warning system, and you're fighting that steering wheel just a little bit, and you're getting some sort. I know that's a stretch, right? But what are things we can actually prove? Like say, hey, when we're done, the car's gonna stop when it's supposed to. Like seriously, right. stop. Right. You know. Well, I don't know. Or, how to or it'll it. stop when you don't want it to. Well, who was who was telling the story about the underpass? Oh, uh, um, Ben. Was it Ben? Yeah. Train bridge or something. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. He was driving underneath the bridge, and the somebody had tweaked the front, and the the sensor was pointing upward, so it saw the. It's all the bridge to stop the car. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Somebody could have smashed into him. Then what? One thing I uh, experienced, it's embarrassing to say, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> so typically when I do a calibration, I do like a demo. Yeah. I'll do lane departure warning. Like it's, right. I, I find it's, people can calculate, okay, there's the camera. I can see the camera. There's the target. I can see the target. I hit the buttons and they get it. If I do a radar behind the bumper they don't totally get it so right 
I got this used car. It was a 2016 Equus. And uh, I was like, oh, this radar doesn't work that good. Like, I'm driving faster than the radar can handle. Right. <laughs> Figure that out. <laughs> Adaptive cruise worked. Uh, like, the crash avoidance light came on. I was like, man, that's too late. That's This car sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is 16. I, I'm right, sure, right. like 2022, they don't even make the Equus anymore. I think got so, scrapped. So I get to this. It's uh, a turd. I get to this dealership, huge dealership, 60,000 square foot facility. Got nine paint booths, nine frame racks. And he buys his 8S machine and he does 400 cars a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm there for eight hours. Like I'm doing the setup. It took me about an hour and a half to assemble the thing. And, I said, well, let's calibrate some cars. He goes, I don't have anything ready right now. Okay. You have 400 cars here. Right. All right, let's just do mine. So, you know, I did my blind spot. Well, I did my windshield camera. And then I did, let's do my blind spot. All right, let's do the radar. Well, my car has dynamic or or static. So I was like, well, I'm not going to show them dynamic. Just go drive. Right. Let me show static. Couldn't get my car to calibrate. That's always great when you calibrate. Can't calibrate your own car. (laughs) So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, let's go to lunch. So took my car to lunch, did the dynamic, calibrated. Right. Oh, this is bullshit. So I go back to the I go back to the shop, set up the target. I'm like, send in the manufacturer pictures. I'm like, are these specs right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, pop the cover. Get in my radar. You could see it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> me <laughs> okay so i didn't have an angle gauge so i just got downloaded the app put it on there got right. it close drug drove it calibrated i'm like oh my god the system works so good <laughs> way better than it did before i can't drive faster than my radar i get it now <laughs> yeah yeah listen if you figure out how to drive faster that that's going to be an interesting scenario that's a hell of a speeding ticket the point is though those are 16s the equus is a weird one right it's Hyundai's top of the line car that year. Now mm-hmm. it's a Genesis G90. It's the same, you know, so it's got a lot of those systems. That's one of the reasons I bought the car. I like to demo. Like, I, I don't want to drive right. around a European car because I'm just not a fan of the quality. Like, they leak or whatever. The, the Hyundai yeah. product <laughs> stuff falls off the dash. And the... <laughs> I, got, I got an X5 and an M3, and they both leak. And I just said, right. I don't drive them enough. So yeah. my daily driver's a Hyundai. Yeah, I don't even know what to make of that. Um, I, uh, I have got a good friend. His name's Seth Thorson. He's, uh, he's going to really help you out. Yeah, just give him a call. Um, he doesn't sell cars. What are you talking about? Oh, no, he'll fix him right up. Don't worry. With one of his loaners, maybe. Take this M3 or this uh, 3 Series. It's not used at all. It's, it's in great shape. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you'll be fine. He'll be, be fine. You'll be fine. But six year old car, yeah, and you know we're getting that now. That's hitting that age yeah. where like the car's coming in and needs some work, and nobody seems to give two craps about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're they're not doing it. They're not they're, doing it. They're not. Doing they're not it. sending them to me. I mean, I should probably tell people. Yeah, nobody but, from Kansas City listens to this podcast, <laughs> but. <laughs> you know, I, I do need to point out that if you told them, then you would have to actually do something. No, right? my text will handle it. I don't have to do jack. All yeah. I'm saying is this. Nobody is sending me their ADOS work. I think that's going back to the dealer. The Ford dealership's charging like $135 to do an ADOS calibration. I don't know what they're doing for $135. Maybe it's just dynamic or something. Maybe. Just drive it. They're driving it and scanning it for trouble codes, and then that's it. But if it requires a static calibration... You know what they're doing is they're telling people $135, and then it shows up. And then they're like, oh, crap. Mm. This requires like a static calibration that's going to take two and a half hours. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, uh, sorry, but it's $400. We had a Nissan. We, my machine would not do it. for, And the Autel wouldn't do it either. And the, the top oh, I love how do you it. throw that in. You just had to make sure. I heard sure. that. <laughs> you just had to make I, well, sure. Well, I got pissed off. I have a, I have a, a snap-on unit. And I, I got pissed off. That the snap on you knew wouldn't do it because I just bought it. Flipping machines. Cool technology, I'll tell you that. Hey, and I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got pissed off at the machine, started yelling at my guy. 
And I'm screaming at him going, I bought the stupid machine and this, the one car I needed to do and it won't do it. And he's like, oh, right. no, man, And so he's like, so I went to the Autel. I was pissed off. I went to the Autel website. And that year, that make, that model, missing. What kind of car was it? It's a Nissan Murano. What year? Like 15. Really? It's a weird, it, it must be a weird one because we call the dealer. It's like, yeah, $135 for us. And I'm like, well, whatever. Screw it. Just take it down to the dealer, get it calibrated. And they call us up and they're like, sorry, it's $400. What? Yeah, sorry. It's uh, kind of a weird setup. I ran into a a Telluride. Um, I was going to price it out accordingly. I was with a shop in uh, AVM, you know, and they were $110. Now, I didn't take it there. Like hundred ten dollars. That's we're not doing that. I was like, hundred ten's got to be dynamic only. No, it was it was static. It, the long targets for the Kia Telluride AVM. I mean, it didn't take us long, but you know, there's an investment that has to be made, and it's, yeah. it should be more than hundred ten dollars. Right. But you know, it probably took us thirty minutes tops. But it was still right. You, it's still the equipment, t- though. Right. The, you know, I don't understand. This is going to be like alignments all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but a lot with much dire, more dire consequences to screw it up because you know you shut right. some tires because you didn't do it quite right. Yeah, the difference right. twenty thousand dollars set of tires and totally killing somebody. Vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I actually took a note. Uh, Chris Chesney said something on on one of the panels. Um, he banned flat rate on eight ass repairs. They need to be done correct, not fast. I like that. I like Maybe. That. Very simple. The flat rate shops are not going to appreciate that. Yeah. Well, right. No, not, not, they won't, you know. They but, won't do them. And that's kind of the hard conversation. Like, how do you, you know, how do you inspire technicians to want to take on this work in their shop? Like, so many, it's not even just business owners. Technicians be like, well, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. I'm just going to bust my knuckles on ball joints all day instead of doing calibrations and, do we have to? Do we have to? You know, incentivize them. Well, paying a little more, and you can't do a flat rate. How do you do it? Well, so that that's an interesting point because you know, for so many so many years, right? If we say something about flat rate, the argument is, oh, it doesn't affect quality. It's not going to affect quality. And 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 I'm sure to you've got a really good guy, and he's he's genuine and he's a true professional. I'm sure he's going to care more about quality than the time, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but. Not if it's the, losing the money. The the fact he'll do it the first, second, fifth, tenth time. At some point, he's going to go. I'm not doing it, or I'm going to start. You know. Well, and and that was my point is that they would be more likely to say, "Hey, professionally, I can't do this in this time. This is not going to work for me," and then stop. But the fact that Chris Chesney, I mean, I I, I trust Chris, right? And I I believe in him, right? And for him to say. That he thinks that if, you know, you shouldn't pay somebody that's doing something of that degree a flat rate time, that says to me. You still have to account, though. So you look at a. It makes sense in my world mm-hmm. and at my shop. It's, it's whatever. Right. We'll take on the card. We'll calibrate it. it takes what it takes. I don't care. But you're you're talking a a shop that has everything like dialed down, right? To the nth degree. You take a, a shop like Dutch's. Mm-hmm. Now Dutch doesn't have he's got so much stuff in his eight house building that he's you know, he hasn't gotten there yet. But if he ever does, you know, and, and how much time is he gonna lot for? What's an acceptable amount of time? And then the shops, the flat rate shops are going to have to charge accordingly. So if they're like, well, on average, we're going to pay out two hours to the tech. 90% of ADOS calibration is going to take less than 15 minutes, maybe, maybe 25 minutes, but you're going to have that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it's all it's going to take is, okay, every, we're going to say two hours. That's what we're going to lot you for. I'm going to pay you a flat rate. It's not really flat rate, but I'm just going to pay you a set two hours to do calibrations. And they're only going to take 15, 20, 30 minutes. At some point, somebody, some shop owner is going to go, I can charge for an hour and not two because most of them don't take two hours. Yeah, I can't sell it. I can't sell two hours, but I can sell one hour. I can sell one yeah. hour and I, I can undercut everybody around me and say, I can do that calibration for half the price of the guy down the street. And that it'll, that's how it'll start. So why can't they sell 
a two-hour job. But I think that's the fundamental problem. They don't have a way to articulate to the customer, sell the customer. Like, you know, it's no different than selling a scan tool. Online, they give it away because they're not, they're just, they're selling on price. They don't want to do the education to, to say, all right, well, this has this feature. I'm going to show you how to use it. I'm going to give you an hour setup and training. I'm going to show you, you know, I, but I, they don't want to is the answer, right? They're lazy. They're, it, it's that's lazy. It. That and, is and, it. and you know, so I, I was here mm-hmm. from Monday on or Tuesday on, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, probably got myself in a little bit of hot water because of like some of my belief systems when it comes to evaluations and things like that mm-hmm. on a vehicle. Right. And so there was, there were some educators who were saying, Hey, you know, you, you need to be presenting your whole estimate 15 minutes in. Right. And even if you don't tell them everything, they're calling the custom in 15 minutes. Right. Well, it, even if you, you know, you, you don't tell them about a transmission flush after 15 minutes. But, you know, you, you, you tell them they need a transmission flush, then you can send them home, then you can tell them about everything oh, yeah, else yeah. later, right? Like, you do, you got you got 15 minutes. Something, yeah. 15 yeah. minutes. Find something broken. Say yes to everybody, right? Get them in the door. Get them in the door. Get them in the door. Get them in the mm-hmm. door. It's about moving the car in and out as quickly as possible, right? Because their, their theory was if you don't get them in quickly and get them out quickly, they're just going to go somewhere else. And and to me, that says that the only thing that we need to be focusing on is the convenience. And and while convenience is an important part, that's not how I like. I don't choose where I'm going to go eat based You're on f- convenience alone. Sometimes I sometimes do, you but, do. Yeah, but it's an up it's an upstream battle to be the only shop that goes. Yeah, drop it off. I'll get you the inspection by the end of the day. The estimate usually same yep. day or next day, mm-hmm. and then I have to order parts, and then they're going. The shop down the street can get inspected in, in an inspection to me in 15 minutes or something. You know, they can get me in the same day for an oil change. It's like, okay, well, we don't just do oil changes here. It's a full inspection process. It's an estimation. We want to see the condition of the car. We want to make sure we advise you properly. And that's a whole thing. And they just, they don't understand it because I'm the, I'm the only the shop. Odd man out. I am the odd man out. And so and much the, so that they're it, like, I stand out and some people appreciate it. But not everybody. Well, that, that's the thing is eventually, you know, I, I don't know that one side of that ever wins, right? I, I think in perpetuity, we could do what but we're doing But the technology right is going to push. Force it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree with that, but I don't think that they're going to change their model. That, like listening to the conversation. They've made so much money. That's, that was what we were saying yesterday. It's, like, it's not going to matter in 40 years. Then it'll matter. And they'll but just for sell the next, out, Yeah, right? for the next 40 years, they're going to go make bank. And we're the idiots who are changing unnecessarily. <laughs> you know who I blame? I blame the Snap-on guy. That you Me know too. why? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely his fault. I, you know when they came in and they were pushing the machine. Mm-hmm. You, you know what they were saying? Fifteen minutes. You get the sucker done in 15 minutes. Hey. They timed their presentation to me from pulling the, they had a clock. They were like, they pulled the car in. They did a front camera calibration on a Mazda and they were showing how fast you can do them. And they didn't, what they didn't say. And again, because it's speed, speed, speed. It's like, Oh, I can charge an hour. My guy can do it in 19 minutes. I'm going to be able to pump three an hour out and I'm going to get three build hours. On this, and you know, I can see why they're like, we're going to position this like an alignment mm-hmm. when they should be saying, this thing, if you follow it to a T, it will, uh, 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 what, what's that machine that, that will, that says if you, if you use our whole machine, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the, uh, it's like a robot. The mosaic? Yeah, the mosaic. Yeah. Chief. Like, yeah, we're going to, you, no liability on you. We're taking it all yeah. on. If you, if you follow the steps, you got this machine and you will do whatever. If they would present in that fashion, if they were presenting, you're going to know exactly what steps to take. You, you're not going to have to worry about it any, as long as you follow the instructions on the screen. We've got this thing dialed down that if you follow the instructions on the screen and you take pictures all the way along the process that you did this calibration and then doing this calibration, this was done as successful. You took pictures all of, you don't have to worry about. We, we will back you up 100%. All of a sudden, all that weight's lifted off my shoulders, and I'm going to go, hey, I want to be in the same bed as Snap-on when we get sued. I want Snap-ons. You know what I'm saying? I want their legal team helping me out. That'll sell me on the machine. Mm-hmm. Instead, what are they doing? 
19 minutes. I still bought the machine, but it wasn't because of the 19 minutes. It was just like a level floor, uh, our, level floor thing. One of our good friends, got me. Justin, when he says, oh, this is the machine I bought, Justin does that like grimace face that you, the, the emoji like, ah, oh, I'm so sorry. And David's like, what do you mean you're sorry? And Justin's <laughs> like, sorry, man. You know, I wanted the machine before the uh, the IA nine hundred. Isn't that what it's called? The IA nine hundred. The new one. Yeah. yeah, the new one was out. They were like, oh, it's gonna be a while before we get any in." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, right. it's not too late." It is too late. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> He's still paying for it. Yeah, I signed the lease. It's too late. Yeah, yeah, it is too late. I got a year <laughs> left on my alignment machine if I don't pay it off early, and then I got I got to pay that sucker off. I've got lots of those things. <laughs> one very big red one with lots of doors in it. <laughs> it's not going to be paid off for any years. Time. Yeah, yeah. Write offs for years. Man. So, um, what do you think? Where are we going with this? Well, I mean, is this something that, that. What are you doing? Are you, do you go visit shops? Oh, yeah. Yeah, usually. Uh, but you're going to the fancy shops. You need to go into the dirt floor shops there and be you like, go. hey, when you I do, do this radiator. <laughs> I do so. Uh, You're going to kill somebody. My main my main focus is to create our commercial account managers and to be able to support these conversations to a certain level, right? Making sure that every shop has access to a commercial account manager who has a degree of information that they can help them through and guide them. And then you know if they get to a point and I got to kind of step in and support them, that's my support as well. And these types of events, I do connect with, you know, premier shops who are investing in their business. And of course, I kind of just, I don't cut out the cam. I just connect first and bring the cam in second. So it's a kind of a double. Do you, do double. you think the, the cams get the importance of this? Do you think they're, they're truly understanding it? Some, right? Um, in my eyes, man, our, our, our team can do no wrong. Right. What they know is a direct reflection of what I've, what we've trained them to do. It's not their fault. Right. They have yeah. a bazillion accountabilities and how, what, why should they focus on this one? Now, right. some of the people who have worked around me and some of the other team members who are eight ass all over, um, they're adopting it and, uh, they, they get it conceptually, you know, right. but. They're not like you guys being it, doing it. Uh, they said, no, it's important you should do it because, and they can kind of go explain why. Um, but when you're a shop owner and somebody's having a $40,000 conversation, if you're not confident in what you're delivering and you're speaking kind of, you know, conceptually from the stands and you're not on the court, it doesn't really translate to like, okay, you know, hey, thanks for the information. I'm going to keep asking people for the next three years about which machine I should buy instead of going right to and Dutch. Well, and, and when, <laughs> when every visit is a sales visit, yeah. right? And, and that's an issue is if, if you make every single visit about sales. I don't mind. No, no, I don't mind them coming in and trying to I pitch me. I don't necessarily the, either. It I'm seems like they're it, coming it after it. The, the motivation. For the no, shop owner, no, no, it can no. skew the motivation. The, the shop owner's an idiot for not listening to the sales pitch. The sales pitch has got to be good. You're 100% correct. But it seems like they're walking in and they're presenting. First of all, I haven't had a single salesperson yeah. from any any parts store, any tool manufacturer, any, anybody, any vendor, nothing. Walk up in, and I had to ask about ADOS. And I said, hey, I went to ETI and I got scared and now I need to know. And they're like, oh, okay, here's what we have. It's like, okay, great. So that's aside. But I, I know how they come in with the J boxes. And it, I see them coming in going, hey, man, what are you doing about flashing oh, cars? Program, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and what I ask all my vendors, who's doing flashing or who's not doing flashing? It's like, oh, I sold two machines. I've only ever sold two machines. Right. What? How are they getting by? Oh, they just take it to the dealer or they call Bob's Mobile and Bob's Mobile comes in and flashes it. But it, even then, we don't have a legit, like, if we had an Isaac Rodell you know, or a Matt Scundrich in, in town, okay, I get it. I wouldn't buy a J-Box either. Yeah. I wouldn't buy an ADOS machine. Like, I don't care. Isaac will take care of it or Matt Scundrich will take care of it. But we don't have that. And now they we can don't do it have anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah, but you're talking... 
like I, I bought my, my doodad in 17, maybe 16, well, my J box mm-hmm. because the, the SI says flash after installing for, for to, to install the newest update. Mm-hmm. Not that the module won't work. You can plug and play and it'll work, but you need to check for new, for new calibrations. So SI says that, what do I do? I call my, my snap on guy and I go, Hey, how fast can you get me a J box? Oh, I got one here now. It's like, great. He says, I, I, I'll have to ask him again, but I don't think he sold another one. I've, I've yeah. passed through three. I was the only one asking about it. He's like, yeah, you're only one. Of the, my little yep. rinky ding shot, yep. me and one other. And he, oh, you're the only one. That blows my mind, right? The people who did buy them mostly don't use them. Set on the shelf collection. Which is dust. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you use your J-Box? Mm-hmm. Use all of them. You have to. Yeah. How do you not? I... Oh, I I don't think so. I, I think that that we end up with a skewed perspective of shops, right? Because our shops do things that other shops don't, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the shops, right? I, I, I talk about one of my friends on the podcast from time to time. He's got a shop that doesn't do anything like that, and he won't do anything like that. If it if it's electrical, they just don't even touch it, right? They'll do brakes, they'll do hardline repairs, they'll do stuff like that. But when it comes to anything else, and and some of that's to the point it needs to be flashed now, but to them. As far as they're concerned, if they can plug it up and it works, it works, mm-hmm. right? That's the that that is functionality, right? Does it do what it's supposed to do? Good, send it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's how they operate, right? And most of what they're working on is not a situation like that, right? They're serving an older car, they're serving an older vehicle, they're serving a client who doesn't care. And so, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how they're doing it. What happens when that older car like requires it? I don't. I don't know how you get by with it. They don't well, have a J box. I ahead. think a lot of people are leveraging remote programming now. Now, of course, now, yeah, maybe through the. I mean, you know, Launch has it. Top Don's using it. Autel's using it. Keith I, Keith has his own five different ways of providing it for people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people start to see the convenience. And no, they don't want to learn. They don't even want to pull the J box that they have out of the box. They just want to leverage remote. You know, hey, if it takes me two hours, I might as well pay somebody else to do it. I, I can tell you there are two out of out of twenty seven auto repair shops in my county. There are two besides me who do any flashing whatsoever, be it remote or anything else. Ooh. Right? There are two that I know of. Unless somebody else is doing something that I'm, uh, they've changed, started doing something different. There are only two that even have anything beyond basic data, data logging, and the consumer has accepted that has to go to the dealer. Yeah, that phrase. Yes, that has to go yes, to the dealer. Absolutely. Which consumer? The shop or the both? The, the end user, the the vehicle but, owner. But both, I think. I think you're right. Both right. It's. The shop's like, oh, this is dealer only. Yeah. They know it's not dealer only. They do know. They know. That's why I'm saying it's disingenuous to say that they've accepted that. No, no. They're trying to absolve themselves of any responsibility and not properly equipping their shops. Well, but I mean, when when you've got a good friend at the dealer who you've been working with for years and he says, hey, I'll run out after work and take care of it for you. Or, hey, run it by here and we'll do it. Or, hey, you got a tow, just send it over and we'll deal with it, right? Like, it's small town America. Like, we have relationships with those people. And, right. And they, you're in you small know. town America. I'm not. And so there's. God, you the, couldn't handle small town America. I know. <laughs> Maybe small town America couldn't handle you. <laughs> One of the two. What's, what's small town? I lived in Mattoon for years. Mattoon's like 18,000 people. Yeah, that that's. That's pretty small. Yeah. It is, but there's. A whole lot smaller out there. <laughs> I know. It's not the point. So fit they've, in well. <laughs> it's got to have a Casey's. The town's got to have a Casey's. Casey's and a Dollar General. As long as that's Casey's and Dollar General, we're good. We've got plenty of Dollar General. Civilization. Huh? Civilization. That's, that's right. Civilization. That's the definition yeah. of civilization. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the thing about David is, is that that you know when he gets out and he screams and cusses at people and he holds the horn down like in the south right he's going to stand out like a sore thumb he just wouldn't be able to pull that off very long you know we were on the phone the other day and like i hear the horn blowing in the background what the hell are you doing what's wrong he's like nothing why (laughs) 
What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't remember. He doesn't even remember it, right? No. The horn? The, yeah. The, the subconscious. Person no pulls idea. out in front of you or something, or they're trying to turn, and they're not turning fast enough or something, and you're just like laying on the no, I think they were honking at me. I don't. I don't beep the horn. I'm from the Northeast. If you honk your horn, I don't know. It, you, you never know. Now, it, everybody's very. Where are you based out of? Uh, about uh, 45 minutes north of Philly. Okay, so like um, in in like I remember back in Boston, it went from from honking the horn to you get out of your car and you go you go you know knock on the guy's window. Get out of the car, and we're going to hash this out right here in the middle of the road, like a couple of psychopaths. <laughs> and <laughs> my my family comes over from the northeast, and they come into the and I'm like, uh, don't do that. What what are you talking about? Don't lay into the horn and stuff like that. He's gonna have guns out here. You kidding me? <laughs> they would just be like, no, I don't think so, buddy. Like you never know. These country boys are crazy. Yeah, crazy. Like, was it Rodney Carrington said? He's like, you know, you go up and you're screaming and cussing out. And, Damn, you're a big son of a bitch. Put your seatbelt back on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm, I just came up here and tell you my bad. <laughs> go back and get my car now. Nobody's carrying out there. If they're carrying, you're in the wrong part of town. Because the only ones carrying are the criminals. Everybody right. else can't have a gun. All right. Yeah, I couldn't live like that. And, you know, in, in my town, it's like, hmm, which one do I want? Hang on. Let me get the center console. Let me get my pick out here, you know? Which one is it going to be today? Right? Which one, one am I going to brandish? One in the door pocket, one between the seat, one in the center console, glove box, one on my hip, you know. I'll be prepared. Everybody's polite. Yeah. We have polite drivers in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. Until they're not. They're crazy here in Texas. Have you driven out here? Uh, yeah, we we drove like a half hour south to this restaurant day one, and was it worth it? Uh, that's a no. <laughs> it was good. Was it amazing? Nah, it wasn't amazing. But what it was, was good. the restaurant? Cork and Barrel or something like that. We actually wanted to go to the restaurant across the street, but it was an hour wait. We were lazy, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the crappier restaurant for convenience. See what happens? See? Sold, sold on price. Sold yeah. on price. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man. Convenience, though. I just feel like like three years later, when did we go to ETI? Was it 19? No, it wasn't 19. No, I went the first time in 19. Okay. Well, whatever. 21. No, it wasn't last year. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. Which, no, you, you, I don't remember. Anyway, I'm just saying that at some point, like, it seems like we're still having the same conversation. It is. We're having the exact same conversation and the rest of the industry is not moving. I mean, some of it is. It's moving. It's just slow. How How slow? slow? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we've heard the uh, adages. You know, 99% of the work on a high-voltage vehicle has nothing to do with the high-voltage system. Right. Yeah. So why aren't we marketing that as a shop? How are we marketing that? Yeah. What's a great way to market it? Maybe I'll put a EV charger or two in some premium parking spots so when somebody comes up, they see we work on it. You know, to – I don't know who set it up on stage, but, um, you know, talk about losing your fleets or your family of fleets. You know, if you're working – if you have a – you know, a family, you're working on all five cars, but one of those family members buys an EV. Oh, right. And right. you don't work on right. it. It's going to go to another shop. Well, the rest of that family fleet might go with them. Yeah. Right. You start in baby steps. Put a charger out front. You're not committing to the world. You're just yeah. putting a charger out front. You know? Well, and, and, you know, that that's kind of my mentality with, with EV right now. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to Dirk, and, and I, I want to start training the next generation of techs in my shop up to that. Mm-hmm. Am I going to bet the farm on it today? No. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy, right? And, and, and you know, we've talked about this over and over again, is that, that they're projecting 50% in 2050, mm-hmm. right? That's a ways down the road. That's not tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? And in, even then, you got 12 years at least, but we'll start seeing those cars before then. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think a shop that prepares themselves. Depends on the part of the country, though, like yeah. California, wasn't California banning ice by 2035 or something like that? 
Well, there's always that wish, but will it go through? Will it happen? Well, right. California is the one state would probably make it happen, but California I, I, will go we'll out in left field, and then you know, New York maybe, Massachusetts. Well, but but my, and then it'll start to drop. All the blue states will first. Well, I understand that, but my point is, is that as opposed to betting the farm on just that technology, I'm saying, hey, let's make sure the shop's set up for it. Let's make sure we have some basic tooling. Let's make sure we're training our people on it. So the consumer that does want a shop that can do that, we can meet that need now. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm not, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. But at the very least, because like you were saying, 99% of it has nothing to do with the high voltage system. Right. Well, so, so at the very least, you got to have training, absolutely. which is why you need to not talk to Dirk and let the podcast talk to Dirk. Mm. <laughs> And let's partner, figure something out, get that training out there to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, ADOS is a completely different ball game. Though. It is, uh, but I think it's everything's based off the same emotion. This dude's like wiping his head off with a napkin. <laughs> it just, what? It gets, my head gets hot. And it's cold. <laughs> You know, like that cold rag on the top of your head feeling is you, fantastic. Are you Struggle condensating? Real. Huh? Are you condensating? Every no, no. <laughs> sweat or anything like that. It's just, it feels really good. It feels really good to have the wet rag on your head. It does. I mean, uh, you just got to admit, like you, d- you looking over it out the corner of your eye and seeing a grown man tap himself on the head. <laughs> just, oh, Lord Almighty. <laughs> It's a struggle. It's it's not it's easy. It's the same emotion. You're absolutely right. They're and they're bunching new all together, and then they're just assuming uh, BEV won't be a thing. Who's talking about BEV? We're talking about ADOS. It's here now. Yeah. It's six, seven, eight years old. And you're on on a Hyundai. It's six years old. And not on the top of the line German car, right? And you're you're going to see it in your shop. You're seeing so, them now. Yeah. They're seeing them no, now and I'm don't saying. realize it. That was another great takeaway quote. Um, something we're about writing down quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> says, yeah. Just some notes. I was like, uh, somebody said, oh, maybe I didn't write this one down, but you're already working on 8S. Yeah. Everybody's working on 8S. They just don't know it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I agree with that, right? And, 60 and, million cars in operation. Well, it, it's just like my friend's shop in town. I mean, I know they're seeing those cars. I know they're seeing them. There's no way around it. And they're not getting calibrated, and they're not checking to see if they need to be calibrated, and they wouldn't know where to look if they wanted to know where to look if they're getting calibrated, and they're not interested in talking about a simple, A simple scan will tell you what systems are there. Yeah. I mean, there's tools that tell you this is an ADAS module. Here's a whole list. Here's all your pushing that topography. That's what no, no, no. The list view. If you ever use an yeah, Autel, it gives ADAS you a list. Yeah. It actually will tell you which modules are ADAS. So you do a full pre-scan, and you at least have visibility now to make a decision. Yeah. So everybody's got to have an ADA or an Autel with the list view. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but but if there's a 508, do that. Uh, no, the 906 Pro is the least expensive version that will give you that visibility. The, the 906 Pro, how much is that? I got a show special out there, but uh, I think probably about 1800 bucks. That's not bad. But it's a full bi-directional, same as the yeah, Ultra. Yeah. I mean, it does right. ADAS, does a lot of things, and but it gives you that visibility. So it's like it's your major sales tool. These cars come in. You can see it, then you can start making decisions. Can I do this radiator? Yeah. You know, if, if this adaptive cruise is here, oh, it's got night vision. Oh, I got to do, I got to do adaptive cruise before I calibrate night vision. And the tool really kind of helps you. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But yeah. Well, we had Mitchell one in here and he was saying that they've, they've now put a box or they, they scan through the SI. And they try to extract as Anything. much of the yeah. ADOS terms as they can. And they go and they try to put a warning at the front saying, hey, you're about to get into a system that has mm-hmm. some of that ADOS equipment built into it. There's a warning. But you're right. The car may not even be equipped with it. And so you freak yourself out, not touch the car and realize this car wasn't even equipped with it. What do you do then? Well, at least if you scan the car, right. you know. Well, I mean, it's like a, a while back we had an Audi that we didn't want to get into because it was going to have to have a calibration after an alignment. 
You just take it to the dealer, though. Oh, De- you don't have a dealer? three and a half hours away. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And so we we go to... She took, took it down to Bob's. Ship it ship it to the dealer. And you know what the dealer says? Oh, I don't have to have a calibration. It's good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right? they did, but they didn't bother reading their own information. They right? didn't bother reading their own well, information. So they, they, they sell an alignment for $79.95. And we were $129. And then now I had them drive three hours to get an alignment. And it didn't get calibrated. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's frustrating as piss. And so even worse is what happens if I had calibrated it, done alignment. And, and then, then she ended. calls. And then she finds out. Yeah. She's charging me 129 plus calibration for this, this, and this, yep. which was $400. Yep. Because it's not just one. Like, that was what, that's one, one big takeaway I got from our conversations yesterday. Do was like, make sure that you specify the what exact year? thing you calibrated yes. and nothing yep. else because i guarantee you on my ro though the last calibration we did just says ados calibration now it it has it in the in the you know the, the line section, item yeah. no not in the note section but in the labor line mm-hmm. item you know how you, you itemize yeah. yeah the labors on on shopware and we put in their front camera whatever 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 and then in the in the note section we take pictures of the whole process Right. Here's the picture. Here's us doing it. Here's the picture. Here's instruction mm-hmm. and what we did. Instruction, what we did. It takes forever, but it's just a couple of pictures, whatever, right? And so, but what he was saying is if something in the blind spot malfunctions and you did a front camera, you that goes to court. They're going to say, this thing says ADOS calibration, not front camera calibration. And you're like, all I did was a front camera. I didn't do everything else. There's no, yep. like, there was no SI information, no prompt that says you must calibrate all these other systems right. when doing this one. Yep. Just like that brake job where, where the brake line blew out, right? Fixed brakes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and they fixed the brakes. They they did what they were supposed to do, but because Pads they put, rotors. <laughs> yep. because they didn't inspect the brake line, dudes ended up with a criminal neglect charge, you know? So we're going to change our uh, procedures in that. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> we're screwed then. Is that, is that what you're saying? Like At the end of the it. day? You're not selling enough machines. It's your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I should be giving them away. You should. And if that's I did? Fantastic that's idea. a really good idea. <laughs> And if I did, they wouldn't use them anyway. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Sit in the corner. Just sit in the corner. All dusty. It would sit in the corner with the uh, with the with the body measurement system. So, so I've, I've got a question. If I uh, if I send my friend Leslie White, you know, you know, maybe oh, yeah. you could maybe you could have her go repo a machine and just drop it off at my place instead. Right. She she's very mean. She's very aggressive. You got somebody that's not paying their bill. I mean, I'm sure she can take care of this. But you know, if she were to just forget it at my place, I don't. Oh my. my customers pay cash, so they, yeah. they paid their bill. Yeah, but listen, not Leslie's <laughs> customers. Okay, those are those are really shady people. Okay, They're that's why we had to put the best person down there, and Leslie's got it handled. <laughs> She's gonna kill us, you know that, right? Not me, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a ways away. I don't know. She, She's probably spirited enough to drive and come get you. It's okay. It's okay. Cool. Yeah. So we're screwed. I guess in the end, this was very depressing. It is. It's just an opportunity. This is more work to do. That's all. Job security for me, I guess. Yeah, Job but like trying to thre- trying to thread the needle. Oh God, that's a good term for it. Yeah, it's what is that one thing that's that's going to have us have a breakthrough? With, yeah, with those people we need to have one with. I don't know. Uh, you know, we I guess it was at Apex last year. Chris was talking about the fact. It's my call. <laughs> He's eating ice. So, oh. <laughs> my call. We can't hear it. It's good background noise. <laughs> Until he has to edit it, and then he accuses me of it. Um, you know, I, I was talking to Chris Messer uh, at Apex last year, and we were talking about mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. And he was he was talking about he felt like that was going to tick up, even in the repair space that that was going to continue to tick up for a number of years. And it makes me think, is that is that really where this heads with some of these older shops? And what, you've got to see the difference. 
right? You've got to see the difference between David's shop. You go to David's shop, you experience that. Mm-hmm. You go to Tom Shearer's shop, right? Mm-hmm. That's a different experience in a lot of these shops. Yep. Is it time for some of those other shops to say, I either need to shit or get off the pot? Yeah. Yeah, that's they need to get serious about what they're doing out here. Like just it's almost fraudulent to call yourself an expert. Yeah. And well, that's a good way to put it. And then stand there and say this doesn't need to be done. I mean, if if you're or not even say anything. If you're uninformed, that's okay, right? It's not okay. It's more acceptable to me like, okay, well, he, the the dealer didn't know it had to be calibrated, which is crazy to say that, but if you if you were like listening and you hear it and you come up and your your final takeaway is it doesn't need to be done. I'm going to tell the world you need to get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's you really don't have a, if you say, Hey, I'm just not there yet. I have compassion for that. Yeah. Right. I have seen a, it's interesting, you know, selling all different brands of eight ass machines. And they're all better than the OE process in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, um, Having the alignment 8S machine in one has been a switch for some people. People were like, no 8S, no 8S. Oh, but it's a line machine. Oh, it's a line machine. I guess I'll just buy it then. And it's like, I've been talking about the i800 and it's a no, but now it's a line machine. I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Right. If that's, the, if that's the breakthrough. Well, I need a line machine anyway. Worst case scenario, I'll have a line machine. If I don't use the 8S portion, so what? Right. They can dual use it. Yeah, but that's all at the same time, though. Like, they, they'll probably don't have the space. That would they be true. They it as an alignment machine, but they're like, what do you mean this car has to be 2,000 millimeters away? Like, I can't move the car. It's on the alignment rack. Or right. I can't move the machine. But whatever. But it's interesting. They'll start to learn, though. I've, I've sold so many people 8S machines, and within two months, three months, one year, they said, I need to build my own shop for this. And yeah. they take that machine, they transplant it because now they have their own hands-on experience. I'll take that, you know, get that, the machine. That's a good point. Yeah. You that, know, just get the machine and you'll find out what you can't, I could tell you what you can't do, but you'll find out on your own. Yeah. You know, well, at least they'll know that this, Hey, this is part of the process. The next step is calibrate. Well, like I can't calibrate okay. that. Like I don't have the space for it. Like, why is it telling me to do this? Hey, why is it telling me to do this? It's because cause you have to. Right. Oh, right. Well, and, and, you know, that's why we did not go with a dedicated alignment space with ADOS, right? Because I've got two bays that we can use. One's like 45 feet, 50 feet deep. The other mm-hmm. one's like 40 feet deep. But, like, width-wise, there's nothing for those 25 or 30 feet of width mm-hmm. just for those two bays. So we can have that flexibility. Those lights dim, and you can turn them off individually, and you can block the garage doors off and... You know what I'm saying? And that, mm-hmm. that's why we did that, because we didn't want to run into that. We may still run into it, but... Your alignment racks for doing alignments, not for yeah. doing ADAS. You can do it there, whether it's surface mount or flush mount, you know, right. but it's for doing alignments. You know, if it's a quick one, you want to, like you said, if it's an extra 10 minutes, just do it there. Get it over with. Yeah. Especially if your your wheel heads are on, you just did the alignment, and the Autel's saying, hey, would you like to calibrate? Automatically raises the bar, go put the target on, grab the handles, move it back a little bit. Machine's green, calibrate. Yeah. Right. If it doesn't, then move it over to flat bay. Right. And deal with it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you, you going to get a uh, dedicated, you have a dedicated alignment machine now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or an alignment rack, yes. right? Mm-hmm. The pretty one with the lights? Yep. Are you going to get a separate machine or are you going to get like the thing that hooks onto the. I'll get a separate machine. Yeah. Eventually. I got to pay for the building first. That's going to take a while. It's going to take 30 years, dear. <laughs> no, right? I, well, I've got to pay for the other ancillaries, and then we'll talk. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, Just keep waiting. Keep kicking that can down the road. Okay. What'd you say about the, oh, i got to talk to 80, 80 different people. Wait yeah. three years. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm picking up from what Dutch is putting down, right? I'm learning from the best. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just doesn't want to clean out that, that portion of that building that's packed to the brim. You know what it is, though, right? You know why? Why? Because that building that was packed was his dream, and it was going to be a machine shop. And now he's like having to give up on the machine shop dream to put the 
to put the ADOS equipment in. Why, why did he want to do a machine shop? He loves that. That's his favorite Machining thing. stuff. Dude, they, there's lathes and there's mills and there's grinders and there's CNC equipment and there's there's everything you can imagine in there. He needs to go to SEMA. Yeah, he should. He was geeking out while I was walking through there with my little phone on the gimbal. Right. And he's like, hey, stop there. <laughs> hey, turn left, turn left, turn left, turn left. Saved him a flight in a hotel. Right. Okay. So. All right. Well, cool. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Good, Absolutely. Good sir. chatting. Yes, sir. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.